Hello, word nerds, how are you doing? I hope you're doing really well. I'm doing fine, just fine. Hey, we got a little song in already. Uh, hey, I am Spencer. I am reading you the dictionary, because that's what you asked for. The first word in this episode of the dictionary is dissolve or dissolve, alve or alve. You could also take out the L sound and you can say dissolve or dissolve. Dissolve, 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 dissolve. Uh, I like dissolve. That's how I like to say it. This is the first form. This is the verb form from the 14th century, starting with transitive. 1A. To cause, to disperse, or disappear. The synonym is destroy. As in, do not dissolve and deface the laws of charity. That is a quote from Francis Bacon. Do not dissolve and deface the laws of charity. Don't destroy them. Don't make these laws of charity go away. I don't know what a law of charity is exactly. But Francis Bacon said it. Uh, We have had so many words just in the last handful of episodes that mean essentially the same thing. Uh, Breaking down, dissolving, dispersing, very, very similar. But, you know, they definitely do have their own contexts. Um, So, yeah, I'm probably, I don't don't really need to say a lot more because we've talked about it at length, ad nauseum. 1B for dissolve. To separate into component parts. The synonym is disintegrate. See, there's another one. 1C. To bring to an end. The synonym is terminate. As in, dissolve parliament. Are we ending parliament? What does that mean? That we're going to get rid of parliament, the government, the senate, the house of representatives? We're just going to get rid of it altogether? Or does it mean that they're at the end of their session And so we can dissolve it. I'm not sure. 1D, the synonym is annul, A-N-N-U-L, as in dissolve an injunction. That injunction, we need to make sure, we need to make it go away, make it like it never happened, dissolve it. 2A, to cause to pass into solution as in dissolve sugar in water, and then you have sugar water, much tastier than salt water. In fact, salt water, you really can't drink it. If you didn't know, like the salt water from the ocean, you can't drink it, you're gonna get sick and probably die. I don't know what ratio the salt is to the water, but the sugar water, even though the sugar is not healthy for you, I don't think it's gonna make you sick or die. So, you know, this is a little little spoonful of sugar into your water. But why what do you what would you do just if you got a sweet tooth, maybe you will, but you should just drink plain water. I cannot endorse dissolved sugar in water. Maybe it's maybe if you're sick, maybe it'll help. To be the synonyms are melt and liquefy. To see to cause, to be emotionally moved. 
to cause to be emotionally moved. So maybe a movie, a really heart-wrenching movie, dissolved me into tears because I was so emotionally moved by the, the sadness or the happiness, the, the things that make the tears happen, dissolved into a puddle of tears on the floor. 2D, to cause to fade in or out in a dissolve. To cause to fade in out in or out in a dissolve, that is dissolve. This is like my video work. You dissolve one video shot to another video shot. And uh, there was that great there was that great scene in uh, Mel Brooks's Spaceballs where there was this really long, slow dissolve in a desert scene to a shot of a sun. And he even says, Nice dissolve. Okay, so now we're on number three, is archaic. The synonyms are detach and loosen. Like what, loosen your belt? Dissolve, dissolve your belt. Oh, I ate too much food. I have to dissolve my belt. Number four, to clear up, as in dissolve a problem. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense for problem. You got a problem, and then you figure it out, and you break it up into all of its little pieces and components, and then it's done. The problem is done. It has been dissolved, and we cleared it up. Here is intransitive verb for dissolve. 1A, to become dissipated or decomposed. To become dissipated or decomposed. 1B, the synonyms are break up and disperse. 1C, to fade away. 2A, to become fluid. The synonym is melt. And then we had the other one in the transitive, which was liquefy, which you could probably use here too. 2B, to pass into solution. This is when you're mixing your little powdered thing of sugar or something into a liquid. Uh, let's see. You, there's so many. There's the protein powders, peanut butter powder. Ooh, that stuff's real good. I sometimes add that to like an oatmeal or a smoothie or something. Uh, to see, to, to become, no, to be overcome emotionally, as in dissolved into tears. Well, we saw that in the uh, transitive section, but I, I don't think I've heard people use this word with tears before, dissolved into tears. I don't uh, cry a lot at movies, uh, so if there's ever a time where I do cry a lot, I will make sure to say that I have been dissolved into tears. 2E, to change by a dissolve, as in, the scene dissolves to a Victorian parlor. Uh, maybe the scene before that was a shot of a, a spaceship going through the star-filled sky, and then it slowly dissolves over 10 seconds into a Victorian parlor. Dissolvable is an adjective. Let's see. The, sin and the etymology, that's what we're looking for. Um, it's from solware, which means to loosen. Loosening things up. So, oh, I missed a couple. Sol, dissolvent. Dissolvent is a noun or an adjective, and dissolver is a noun. The dissolver dissolves the problems. They have solved the problem. They solved the problem like Maria, 
what is the, what, how do you solve a problem like Maria? They solved the problem like Maria, and they were a dissolver. And it is sound effect time. Um, we were just going to go off of this whole dissolve thing and go, that was kind of like a dissolving sound. This second form of dissolve, noun from 1916, a gradual superimposing of one motion picture or television shot upon another on a screen. Oh, this is a wonderful, very specific uh, definition. Hmm. Superimposing. So there's one, and then very gradually, the next shot is superimposed over the first one, and it beca- it's only a tiny bit superimposed, and then it just gradually, and in an even way, in a linear way, it gradually becomes more and more superimposed until the second shot is completely covering the first shot, and you don't see the first shot anymore. And it's on a screen, because it's video. You can do dissolves in audio, too. It's like... You're you're saying a thing. And there's this and other you, sound. There's some sound to come in for a little while, real quietly, and then it gets louder and louder and louder and louder. And maybe I will have dissolved those two together. The next word is dissonance. D i s s o n a n c e. Noun from the 15th century. One a. Lack of agreement especially inconsistency between the beliefs one holds or between one's actions and one's beliefs. Compare it to cognitive dissonance, which I think is the idea of having like two thoughts that are dissonant to each other, uh, like how can they exist at the same time, something like that. So, yeah, there's a lack of agreement. They're, they're dissimilar. Um but what was this especially section between the beliefs that you hold and your actions? So what this is saying is if you act in, in a dissonant way, um, then you are uh, your actions are the opposite of what you believe. So uh, let's say you believe that apples, sh- no, let's see a different, let's say cantaloupes, that cantaloupes should never be eaten, but then you eat a cantaloupe. You are you are doing some dissonance. You're acting in a dissonant way because your beliefs and your actions are different. 1B, an instance of such inconsistency or disagreement. 2, a mingling of discordant sounds, especially a clashing or unresolved musical interval or chord. And it sounds real gross like this. Was that dissonance? I don't know. The next word is dissonant, with an A-N-T at the end. Adjective from the 15th century, one. Marked by dissonance, the synonym is discordant. Two, the synonym is incongruous. Incongruous. Can't wait to get to the I so we can talk about that word. And three, harmonically unresolved. Ooh, harmonically unresolved. So it's like at the end of a song, you usually think that you know, like, oh, that was a little harmonically unresolved. We didn't go to the the final note, which would have been. 
so that's, I guess, people use dissonant in that way. I think of dissonant as sounds that are like, they, they, they don't, they're not, they don't create nice harmony. They create a harmony, but it doesn't sound nice to your ear. So this is a very subjective word. Dissonantly is an adverb. And uh, let's see, it's from uh, the Latin verb dissonare, which means to be discordant, from dis plus sonare, which means to sound. And there's more at the word sound. Here's the sound. Dissuade. This is a transitive verb from the 15th century. D-I-S-S-U-A-D-E. 1A. To advise against something. And you might be advising a person against something. Hence the the dis. If you're swading, swading a person, you're telling them to do a thing. Is that even a word, swade, in that in this context? I know it's a material, but then if you dissuade, you're saying, don't, don't do that. Don't ride your bike on the highway. I'm going to dissuade you to do that. 1B is archaic. To advise against. And what are you advising against? An action. This is very similar Advise against an action. Isn't that basically the same thing as number 1A? You're advising a person against doing a thing, but then the next one you're advising against doing a thing. Well, what you would be advising a person to not do that thing. I don't know. Two, to turn from something by persuasion, as in unable to dissuade him from going Oh, he just, he wanted to go to the party so bad and you couldn't, you couldn't stop him. To turn, to turn from something by persuasion. Again, isn't this very similar to 1A? You're advising something not, I guess, I guess what's different about this one is that instead of telling them not to do something and giving all of your reasons why you think that they should not do that and you have three points and you have powerpoint slides instead of that you are telling you're trying to persuade them to do something else i don't know i feel like i need a smarter person to explain why are these different how are these different dissuader is a noun it is from the latin verb dissuadere which is from dis plus suadere, which means to urge. There's more at the word sweet. Hmm. So yes, yeah, suadere, to urge. You're urging somebody to do a thing, but then you put the dis in front of it and you're urging them not to do a thing. The next word is dissuasion. Noun from the 15th century, the action of dissuading. That's it. The next word is dissuasive or dissuasive. Adjective from 1609. Tending to dissuade, as in a dissuasive effect. That effect, oh, it, it did a real good job dissuading me from doing that very dumb action that I was totally going to do. So it, it had a dissuasive effect on me. Thanks. Dissuasively is an adverb, and dissuasiveness is a noun. 
The next word is dissyllable, and so it's dis plus the word syllable, but we have two s's, so this is a variation of dissyllable with only one s, which, uh, let's see, we're going to see that if you are of the curious type, uh, we will see that when, 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 here we go, the beginning of the episode that airs on February 26th. So that's like a week, one, two, three. Yeah, it's like more more than a week or so. Dissyllable. I don't know if I've heard that word before. The next word. Dissymmetry. Noun from 1845. The absence of or the lack of symmetry. The absence of symmetry or the lack of symmetry. Dissymmetric is an adjective. So anything that uh, is not symmetrical is dis- dissymmetrical or has dissymmetry. That's that's it. That's all you got. Symmet- symmetrical is if it's the same things on both sides or the top and the bottom or there's various kinds of symmetry. Um, yes, dissymmetry. Next is dist, D-I-S-T. The first of those words, it is an abbreviation for one, distance, or two, district. The next word is distaff. You emphasize the first syllable, distaff, uh, D-I-S-T-A-F-F, noun from before the 12th century. 1A, a staff for holding the flax, toe, or wool in spinning. And I don't know if I said that word right. Toe or tau. T-O-W. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. This is when you're dealing with some like uh, like uh, fabric-y things. What's the word I'm looking for? Yarn? Something like that. Flax, toe, or wool. And we have a, a picture of this distaff. And um, so, let's see. Well, it shows a picture of a woman sitting on a chair. And what I find interesting is that she looks like she's from, like, ancient Rome or something. Like, she's wearing a toga, and her hair is in this, up in this kind of thing. And I maybe it was a much more common, uh, common thing to use, this distaff, back in those days. Uh, so, maybe that's why they put her in those clothes. It is from before the 12th century, so that's a long time ago. But she is holding in her left hand, she's holding the distaff, and uh, it's just it's just like a dowel rod. It's just like a long, skinny, skinny little thing that you can easily hold in your hand. Um, and then at the end of this distaff is some sort of wool or something, um, which they call uh, the spindle. So all of this yarn or something is wrapped around the top of it, and then there's a part that comes down. It's a loose part, and she's holding it in her hand, but then past uh, past her hand, at the very end of the yarn, the very end of it, is a thing that is labeled as spindle, and I can't really tell what it looks like. There's not much detail here, so I guess you have to wait till the S's to figure out what that is, but it it's some something that you put at the end of this yarn. And, uh, and then the distaff is the thing that holds all the yarn on it. 
this is when you're doing spin. Was that Rumple Rumple Stiltskin? She the the woman in that one was doing uh, some spinning, um, and he had to help her. He was turning the yarn into wool, or turn the hay into wool, uh, gold, I think. And so that may, maybe there was a distaff used in that thing. Uh, okay, there we have a couple more definitions. So the one B definition for distaff is very different, and I don't know why it's a B. I feel like it should be a whole new number, but whatever. It says, woman's work or domain is the distaff. Now, I definitely have some issues with that. I, I have to imagine that we don't really use this word in that way anymore, although maybe some people do. Um, but, you know, I guess back in the day, the spinning of the wool was uh, was done by women, and so this just the general idea of the distaff became just woman's work or domain. So you can just know that that is a word from our past, and maybe it won't be a word in our future, or our present for that matter. Number two, we're still sort of in the same world. It's, we're, it's evolving here. Number two is the female branch or side of a family. And that's very interesting. So it went from the thing that holds the yarn or the wool to just everything that a woman does to a whole side of your family on your on the, the female side. So like my mom's side of the family would be the distaff. Is that what it's saying? Let's look at the etymology. It's from Middle English, Old English, uh, akin to the Middle Lower German I don't know how to say this word, D-I-S-E, dice, dice, uh, that means a bunch of flax, D-I-S-E means a bunch of flax, and then staff is, it just means staff, so you put a bunch of flax on the staff, and it's a distaff, it says nothing to do about women or females at all, other than the fact that I guess back then, it was the women who were using the distaff, and the, probably the men were like, I, I don't want to touch that distaff. You, that's your job. You do the spinning with the wool, and that's probably how that evolved. It's very odd. It's not odd for back then. It's odd for our brains now, because I think we've evolved so far beyond that. The next word is the second form of distaff. Adjective from circa 1633. Oh, are we going to see some more questionable things? Yes, we are. Number one, it is the number two definition for the word maternal, as in the distaff side of the family. The maternal side of the family. I guess that's, like, like we said before, like my mother's side of the family is the distaff side of the family. Now, it does say compare to the word spear, S-P-E-A-R, and what I'm guessing is that is that's the antonym, the opposite of distaff, um, so it's probably the male side of the family, and uh, yeah, we're just going to have to do a quick little check if we can find the word spear here. Spear here, spear here, come get your spears here. Um... And it's interesting because spear and staff, because distaff is from the word staff, that uh, they both are these very, like, long, skinny, 
well, to put it bluntly, phallic-shaped things. Um, wow, there's a lot of S words. It's hard to find find this one. Um, so they're they're very similarly shaped. So the I I I'm okay. I mean the other the other very obvious definition is that okay, the women used the distaff when they were spinning the yarn and stuff, and then the men would use the spears when they would go out hunting. Um, I've never heard these used these words used these ways. Ooh, southpaw. I'm a southpaw, so I like that word. Um, okay. We're on the right page, Spear. It, it, it's going to be in here, right? Spear, let's, let's see. Paternal. Yep. Paternal. The, the paternal side of the family. Yeah. There's a bunch of other Spear things. But yes, I just wanted to confirm that that's what it would be. Wow. That's so fascinating. I've never heard these. We got to move on. Number two for the second form of distaff is the first definition of the word female. As in the example distaff executives uh, if somebody said to me distaff executives i would have no idea what they're talking about except for the fact that i just read this and i've learned it now but before that i would have no idea what is a distaff executive are they on staff have they been hired on are they what what no they're just women i don't think we should be using this anymore i hope we don't i don't think we do okay moving on the next word is disdain, D-I-S-T-A-I-N, disdain. Transitive verb from the 14th century, number one is archaic, and the synonym is stain. Number two is also archaic, the synonym is dishonor. Hmm, interesting. This is from Anglo-French, destindre, destindre. And that means to take away the color of. To take away the color of. And that is from day plus taindre, which means to die. So it's the opposite of that. Also from the Latin tingere, which means to wet or die, D-Y-E. And there's more at the word tinge. So maybe if there's like a tinge of a color, it has been dyed. Um, yeah, so it's it's unstaining a thing, undying a thing, if that is possible. The last word in this episode is distal, D-I-S-T-A-L, adjective from 1803. One, situated away from the point of attachment or origin or or a central point especially of the body. Compare to the word proximal, which, uh, is that going to be the opposite? That's, yeah. So distal is away from the point of attachment or origin. Oh, Sharon would be able to help with this because she studied, like, anatomy and all that stuff. Uh, so, I, yeah, I've heard distal and proximal used in terms of maybe bones and muscles and things, but I can't remember how to better describe that is it is distal on the back and proximal is on the front of your body i can't remember what's this next one say number two of relating to or being the surface of a tooth that is next to the tooth behind it or that is farthest from the middle of the front of the jaw yeah so let's see so if you go if you so your back two molars 
the the second to the last one, the distal side of that tooth is the side that's pointing towards the very last molar, towards the back of your mouth, and uh, and that's that. And this one says compared to the second definition of the word mesial or mesial, which is going to be the other side of the tooth, probably the one that's more towards the front of your jaw, towards the towards the uh, the, the the your front teeth. Distally is an adverb. Okay, so today we had dissolve, dissolve, dissonance, dissonant, dissuade, dissuasion, dissuasive, dissyllable, dissymmetry, dist, distaff, distaff, disdain, and distal. Okay, well, I'm almost tempted to pick distaff because I just thought that that was so fascinating and I learned a lot. Uh, that's, that's kind of the one that I'm feeling. I mean, you know, I love dissolving sugar into water. That's a great pastime of mine. I think that everybody should join me in that. Uh, oh, dissonant, dissonant sounds, not my favorite sounds. Uh, let's see. Who we, yeah, sure. Just because I found it fascinating, uh, the etym, uh, the, the evolution of the etymology of the word, the word. Uh, I found really interesting. Distaff. What is a distaff? You can put wool or flax or toe on a distaff. It's also a woman. That's it. This, this is the end of the episode. We made it again. How did we do that? Oh my God, thank you so much for being here and listening to me talk about these words. And I hope you join again tomorrow when I will talk about more words. And again and again and again and again after that. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.